welcome to Revelation Revolution, where I invite you to be part of the solution. Um, what are you doing to run your life? It's July 9th. Um, this is um, Republic Broadcasting. Uh, I, the programming on the station, if you did not listen to the last two-hour show, uh, Chris Switzer, he reads from historical books to help you have an understanding of what the history was. A lot of it written by the people who would be the the victim party, depending on what it is, because they, they want to turn us all into victims. But amazing. I, I really would love to continue talking about what he was talking about. I'm actually going to read to you today. I'm taking a clue from some of these um, different shows where they actually read you the information. First up, it puts it in the record. I want people to have a document where they can just go and if you're driving in the car, you can click on it. Instead of having to look it up and print it out, I beg people to to look at it. But it's, you know, people are busy. So I want to take the first 20 minutes and just read through this mycoplasma paper so that you understand who the people are that are coming to you and telling you they're going to help you. They're trying to investigate these shots. They're so curious as to SADS, sudden adult death syndrome. Oh, we're going to put a bunch of money behind it. We're going to really do some research oh come on it's mostly our fault i have to say and especially with the last two hours if you did not listen to that show pick it up on the loop and listen to it you will it'll blow your mind it'll help and expand your understanding and help you have power over your life anyway so um today we're going to start with this paper it's mycoplasma the linking pathogen in neurosystemic diseases and it's by professor this paper is from 2001, um, but the issues are pertinent to what is happening today. And so I'm just going to read you the summary and then read through this paper. And I think I can probably plow through it in 20 minutes and then taking calls, 512-248-8252. Um, any subject, I just want to get this on the record because I think it's important. Okay, so mycoplasma, the linking pathogen in neurosystemic diseases. Several strains of mycoplasma have been engineered to become dangerous. They are now being blamed for AIDS, cancer, chronic fatigue, multiple sclerosis, Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, that's uh, um, prion disease, mad cow, mad human disease, and other neurosystemic diseases. Um, part one, pathogenic mycoplasma, a common disease agent weaponized. There are, there are 200 species of mycoplasma. Most are innocuous and do not harm. Only four or five are pathogenic. Mycoplasma fermentans, incognitus strain, probably comes from the nucleus of the brucella bacteria. Brucella is brucellosis coarthritis. This disease agent is not a bacterium, and it's not a virus. It is a mutated form of the brucella bacterium combined with the Vesna virus from, the, from which the mycoplasma is extracted. The Vesna virus, that sheep AIDS. So they took cow arthritis, put it together with sheep AIDS. They extracted a DNA particle, which is why there are no organelles. It doesn't have a cell wall, but it can program. Okay, so I'm going back to the paper now. The pathogenic mycoplasma used to be very innocuous, but biological warfare research conducted between 1942 and the present time, this is 2001 when this paper was printed, has resulted in the creation of a more deadly and infectious form of mycoplasma. Researchers extracted this mycoplasma from the brucella bacterium, which actually reduced the disease to a crystalline form 
Your DNA, by the way, is a crystal. Uh, they weapon and back to the paper. They weaponized it and tested it out on unsuspecting public in North America. Dr. Maurice Hilleman, chief virologist for the pharmaceutical company Merck Sharp and Dome, stated that this disease agent is now carried by everybody in North America and possibly most people throughout the world. Despite reporting flaws, there has clearly been an increase in incidence of all the neurosystemic neurosystemic degenerative diseases since World War II, and especially since the 1970s with the arrival of previously unheard of diseases like chronic fatigue syndrome and AIDS. According to Dr. Senior Researcher at the Armed Forces Institute of Pathology and one of the top mycoplasma researchers, this disease agent causes many illnesses, including AIDS, cancer, fatigue, Crohn's colitis, type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, Wegener's disease, and collagen vascular diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis and Alzheimer's. Dr. Charles Ingle, who is with the United States National Institutes of Health, Bethesda, Maryland, stated that the following at the NIH meeting on February 7th of 2000, quote, I am now of the view that the probable cause of chronic, syndrome, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome is fibromyalgia, and fibromyalgia is the mycoplasma. Um, I have all the official, okay, and that's the end of his quote. Now, this is from the paper itself. I have all the official documents to prove that mycoplasma is the disease agent in chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, as well as AIDS, multiple sclerosis, and many other illnesses. Of these, 80% are U.S. or Canadian official government documents, and 20% are articles from peer-reviewed journals, such as the Journal of American Medical Association, the New England Journal of Medicine, and the Canada Medical Association Journal. These journal articles are, and government documents complement each other. Next section, how the mycoplasma works. The mycoplasma acts by entering into the individual cells of the body, depending on your genetic predisposition. You may also, or you may develop neurological diseases if the pathogen destroys certain cells in your brain, or develop Crohn's colitis if the pathogen invades and destroys cells in the lower bowel. Once the mycoplasma gets into a cell, it can lay there doing nothing, sometimes for 10, 20, or 30 years. But if a trauma occurs, like an accident or a vaccination take, the mycoplasma can become triggered. Because it's only the DNA particle of the bacterium, it doesn't have any organelles to process its own nutrients. So it grows by uptaking preformed sterols from the host cell, and it literally kills the cell. The cell ruptures, and what is left gets dumped into the bloodstream. Section 2, the creation of mycoplasma. A. Laboratory, a laboratory-made disease agent. Many doctors don't know about this mycoplasma disease agent because it was developed by the U.S. military in biological warfare experimentation and was not made public. The pathogen was patented by the U.S. United States military and Dr. Shai Ching Lo. I have a copy of the documented patent from the U.S. Patent Office. All the countries that at war were experimenting with biological weapons. In 1942, the government of the United States, Canada, and Britain entered into a secret agreement to create two types of biological weapons, one that would kill and one that was disabling. 
for use in war against Germany and Japan, who were also developing biological weapons. While they researched a number of, of disease pathogens, they primarily focused on the Brucella bacterium and began to weaponize it. From its inception, the biowarfare program was developed by continuing in-depth review and participation of the most, by the most eminent scientists, medical consultants, industrial experts, government officials, and it was classified top secret. The U.S. Public Health Service also closely followed the progress of the biological warfare research and development from the very start of the program, and the Centers for Disease Control and the National Institutes of Health in the United States were working with the military in weaponizing these diseases. These diseases have existed for thousands of years, but they have been weaponized, which means they've been made more contagious and more effective, and they are spreading. The Special Virus Cancer Program, created by the CIA and the NIH to develop a deadly pathogen for which humanity had no natural immunity, and they call it AIDS, was disguised as a war on cancer, but was actually part of MK Naomi. And that Naomi niggers are only momentary individuals. These are the MK programs, and they are made to kill black and brown people in particular. I added that. Now I'm going back to the paper. Many members of the Senate and House of Representatives do not know what, was go what has been going on. For example, the United States Senate Committee on Government Reform had searched the archives in Washington and other places for a document titled The Special Virus Cancer Program, Progress Report Number 8, and couldn't find it. Somehow they heard that I had it, called me, and asked me to mail it to them. Imagine a retired school teacher being called by the United States Senate to ask me for one of their top secret uh, documents. The United States, through Government Reform Committee, is trying to stop this type of government research. So you do have some um, government people that are trying to do the right thing. But again, you're, if you listen to the last two hours, you'll understand what you're up against. Back to the paper. Crystalline Brucella is the topic here. The title page of a genu genuine U.S. study declassified February 24th, 1977, shows that George Merck of the pharmaceutical company Merck Sharpen Dome, which now makes cures for the diseases at one time created, reported in 1946 to the U.S. Secretary of War that his researchers had managed for the first time to isolate the disease agent in a crystalline form. And that was a quote. They had produced a crystalline bacterial toxin extracted from the Brucella bacterium. The bacterial toxin could be removed in crystalline form and stored, transported, and deployed without deteriorating. It could be delivered by other vectors, such as insects, aerosols, or the food chain in, in the bacterium. By the but the, but the factor that is working in brucella is the mycoplasma. Brucella is the disease agent. It does not kill people. It disables them. But according to Dr. Donald MacArthur of the Pentagon, appearing before a congressional committee in 1969, researchers found that if they had mycoplasma at a certain strength, actually that's 10 to the 10th power, it would develop into AIDS, and the person would die from it within a reasonable period of time because it could bypass the natural human defenses. It destroyed your immune system. If the strength was 10 to the 8th, the person would manifest with chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia. If it was 10 to the 7th, they would present with wasting. They wouldn't die and they wouldn't be disabled. They just would not be very interested in life and they would waste away. 
Most of us have never heard of the disease brucellosis because it largely disappeared when they began pasteurizing milk, which was the carrier. One salt shaker of pure disease agent in crystalline form could sicken the entire population of Canada. It is absolutely deadly, not so much in terms of killing the body, but disabling it. Because the crystalline disease agent goes into solution in the blood, ordinary blood and tissue tests will not reveal its presence. The mycoplasma will only crystallize at 8.1 pH, and the blood has a pH of 7.4 pH. So the doctor thinks your complaint is all in your head. Next section, crystalline brucellosis and, excuse me, crystalline brucella and multiple sclerosis. In 1998, in Rochester, New York, I met a former military man, PFC Donald Bentley, who gave me a document and told me, this is a quote, I was in the U.S. Army and I was trained in bacteriological warfare. We were handling a bomb filled with brucellosis, only it wasn't brucellosis. It was a brucellosis toxin in crystalline form. We were spraying it on the Chinese and North Koreans. He showed me a certificate listing his training in chemical and biological and radiological warfare. Then showed me a 16 page, 16 pages of documents given to him by the U.S. military when he was discharged from the service. They linked brucellosis with multiple sclerosis and stated in one section, veterans with multiple sclerosis, a kind of creeping paralysis developing to a degree of 10% or more disability within two years after separation from active service may be presumed to be service connected for disability compensation. Compensation is payable to eligible veterans whose disabilities are due to service. In other words, if you become ill with MS, it is because you were handling this brucella and we will give you a pension. Don't go raising any fuss about it. These are the quotes from the man who he's speaking to. In these documents, the government of the United States revealed evidence of the cause of multiple sclerosis, but they didn't make it known to the public or to your doctor. In 1949, doctors Tiger and Hayden suggested the possibility that multiple sclerosis may be a central nervous system manifestation of chronic brucellosis. That's a quote. Testing approximately 113 MS patients, they found out that almost 95% tested positive for brucella. We have a document from a medical journal which concludes that one out of 500 people who had brucellosis would develop what they call neurobrucellosis. In other words, brucellosis in the brain, where brucella settles in the lateral ventricles, where the disease multiple sclerosis is basically located. Next section, contamination of Camp Dietrich lab workers. In 1948, the New England Journal of Medicine reported, uh, titled, Acute Brucellosis Among Laboratory Workers shows how actively dangerous this agent is. The laboratory workers from Camp Dietrich, Frederick, Maryland, were developing biological weapons. Even though these workers had been vaccinated, wore rubberized suits and masks, worked through holes in the compartment, many of them came down with this awful disease because it's so absolutely and terrifyingly infectious. The article was written by Lieutenant Calderon Howell, Marine Corps, Captain Edward Miller, Marine Corps, Lieutenant Emily Kelly, United States Naval Reserve, 
and Captain Henry Bookman. They were all military personnel engaged in making the disease agent Brucella into a more effective biological weapon. Section three, covert testing of mycoplasma, testing and dispersal methods. Documented evidence proves that the biological weapons they were developing were tested on the public in various communities without their knowledge or consent. The government knew that crystalline brucella would cause disease in humans. Now they needed to determine how it would spread and the best way to disperse it. They tested dispersal methods for brucellosis sweets and brucellosis melatensis at Dugway Proving Ground, Utah in June and September of 1952. Probably 100% of us are now infected with brucella sweets and brucella melatensis. Melatensis. Sorry, I'm having a hard time. I'm just reading and I'm old with no glasses, but I have decent vision. Anyway, another government document recommended the genesis of open-air vulnerability tests and cover research and development programs to be conducted by the Army and supported by the Central Intelligence Agency. At that time, the government of Canada was asked by the United States government to cooperate in testing weaponized brucella, and Canada cooperated fully with the United States. The U.S. government wanted to determine whether mosquitoes could carry the disease and if the air would carry it. A government report stated open-air testing of infectious biological agents is considered essential to an ultimate understanding of biological warfare potentialities because because of the many unknown factors affecting the degradation of the microorganisms in the atmosphere. That was a quote. Testing, and then the next section, testing via mosquito vector in Punta Gorda, Florida. Report from the uh, New England Journal of Medicine reveals that one of the first outbreaks of chronic fatigue syndrome was in Punta Gorda, Florida, back in 1957. Strange coincidence that the week before these people came down with chronic fatigue syndrome, there was a huge influx of mosquitoes. The National Institutes of Health claimed that the mosquitoes came from a forest, forest fire 30 miles away. The truth is that those mosquitoes were infected in Canada by Dr. Guilford B. Reed at the Queen's University. They were bred in Belleville, Ontario, and taken down to Punta Gorda, Florida, and released there. Within a week, the first five cases ever of chronic fatigue syndrome were reported to the local clinic in Punta Gorda, Florida. The cases kept coming until finally 450 people were ill with the disease. Next section, testing via mosquito vector in Ontario. The government of of Canada had established the Dominion Parasite Laboratory in Belleville, Ontario where it raised 100 million mosquitoes a month. They were shipped to the Queen's University and certain other, certain, uh, certain other facilities to be infected with this crystalline disease agent. The mosquitoes were then let loose in certain communities in the middle of the night so that researchers could determine how many people would become ill with a chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia, which was the first disease to show, etc. One of the communities they tested it in was St. Lawrence Seaway Valley, all the way from Kingston to Cornwell in 1984. They let out hundreds of millions of infected mosquitoes. Over 700 people in the next four or five weeks developed 
myologic encephalomyelitis, or chronic fatigue syndrome. Next section, covert testing of other disease agents. Mad cow disease in the Kuru. Kreutzfeldt-Jakob in the Four Tribe. Before and during World War II, at the infamous Camp 731 in Manchuria, the Japanese military contaminated prisoners with, of war with certain disease agents. They also established a research camp in New Guinea in 1942. They experimented on the four Indian tribes and inoculated them with a minced-up version of the brains of diseased sheep containing the Bisna virus, which causes mad cow disease or Kreutzfeldt-Jakob disease. About five or six years later, after the Japanese had been driven out, the poor people of the four tribe developed what they called huru, which was their word for wasting. They began to shake, lose their appetite, and die. The autopsies revealed that their brains had literally turned to mush. They had contracted mad cow disease from the Japanese experiment. When World War II ended, Dr. Ishii Shiro the medical doctor who was commissioned as, as a general in the Japanese Army so he could take command of the Japanese biological warfare development, testing, and deployment was captured. He was given the choice of a job with the United States Army or execution as a war criminal. Not surprisingly, Dr. Ishii Shiro, Ishii Shiro chose to work for the U.S. military to demonstrate how the Japanese had created Mad Cow in the four Indian tribes. In 1957, when the disease, excuse me, when the disease was beginning to blossom in full among the, the four people, Dr. Carlton Gajasek of the United States National Institutes of Health headed to New Guinea determined uh, to determine how the minced up brains of these virus sheep had affected them. He spent a couple of years there being the four tribe, the four people and wrote an extensive report. He won the Nobel Prize for discovering Kuru disease in the four people. So uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep reading because I've just got so many comments. But uh, next section, testing carcinogens over Winnipeg, Manitoba. 19, in 1953, the United States government was asked the Canadian government if it could test chemicals over the city of Winnipeg. It was a big city with a half a million people miles from anywhere. The American military sprayed this carcinogenic chemical in a 1,000% attenuated form, which they said would be so watered down that nobody would get very sick. However, if people came to clinics with a sniffle or a sore throat or ringing in their ears, the researchers would be able to determine what percentage would have developed cancer if the chemical had been used at full strength. We located evidence that Americans that the Americans had indeed tested this carcinogenic chemical, zinc cadmium sulfide, over Winnipeg, Canada in 1953. We wrote to the government of Canada explaining that we had solid evidence of the spraying and asked that we be informed as to how high up in the government the request for permission to spray had gone. We did not receive a reply. Shortly after... The Pentagon held a press conference on May 14, 1997, where they admitted that they what they had done. Robert Russo, writing for the Toronto Star from Washington, D.C., reported the Pentagon's admission that in 1953, it had obtained permission from the Canadian government 
to fly over the city of Winnipeg and spray out this chemical, which sifted down onto kids going to school, housewives hanging up their laundry, and people going to work. U.S. Army planes and trucks released the chemical 36 times between July and August of 1953. The Pentagon got its statistic, which indicated that if the chemical had been released at full strength, approximately one-third of the population of Winnipeg would have developed cancer over the next five years. One professor, Dr. Hugh Fuddenberg, MD, twice nominated for the Nobel Prize, wrote a magazine article stating that the Pentagon came clean on this because two researchers in Sudbury, Ontario, Don Scott and his son, Bill Scott, the authors of this article, had been receiving, had been revealing this to the public. However, the legwork was done by other researchers. The U.S. Army actually conducted a series of simulated germ warfare tests over Winnipeg. The Pentagon lied about the test to the mayor, saying that they were testing chemical fog, testing a chemical fog over the city, which would protect Winnipeg in the event of a nuclear attack. A report commissioned by the U.S. Congress, chaired by Dr. Rogene Henderson lists 32 American towns and cities used as test sites as well. Next segment, Stella mycoplasma and the disease agent AIDS. The AIDS pathogen was created out of a brucella bacterium mutated with a Vizna virus. Then the toxin was removed as a DNA particle and called a mycoplasma. They used the same mycoplasma to develop disabling diseases like MS, Crohn's colitis, Lyme disease, etc. In the previously mentioned U.S. congressional document of a meeting held on June 9, 1969, the Pentagon delivered a report to Congress about biological weapons. The Pentagon stated, quote, we are continuing, continuing to develop disabling weapons. Unquote. Dr. MacArthur, who was in charge of the research, said, quote, we are developing a new lethal weapon, a synthetic biological agent that does not naturally exist and for which no natural immunity could have been acquired, unquote. Think about it. If you have a deficiency of acquired immunity, you have an acquired immunity deficiency. Plain as that, you have AIDS. In the laboratory, in the laboratories throughout the United States and in a certain number of Canadian, including the University of Alberta, the U.S. government provided the leadership for the development of AIDS for the purpose of population control. After the scientists had perfected it, the government sent medical teams from the Centers for Disease Control and under the direction of Dr. Donald A. Henderson, their investigator, into the 1957 chronic fatigue epidemic in Punta Gorda, Florida, during 1969 to 1971, sent them to Africa and to some countries like India, Nepal, and Pakistan, where they thought the population was becoming too large. They gave them all a free vaccination against smallpox. But five years after receiving this vaccination, 60% of those inoculating, uh, inoculated were suffering from AIDS. They tried to blame it on a monkey, which is nonsense. A professor at the University of Arkansas made the claim while staying, studying the... uh Uh-oh. Okay, we're coming up on a break. So we'll get back to it on the other side. 
Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee by going to rbnhemppaste.com and ordering a trial pack of happy packets for $5 with free shipping. That's rbnhemppaste.com. American Freedom News is your daily website that will keep you fully informed on what both the good guys and bad guys are doing in the information war in which we are all engaged. Fed up with the lies of the fake news media and the censorship of big tech giants? American Freedom News is the solution as we provide truth and knowledge on all the vital issues of the day. American Freedom News believes in America first. The establishment wants us split into numerous hostile groups rather than uniting in a common cause against the corrupt oligarchy that is plundering America and the world. Many more Americans are waking up and realizing they are the victims of the ongoing Great Replacement and Great Reset. But the malevolent forces trying to systematically destroy America can and will be defeated. Be fully informed by reading American Freedom News, the best news and information site on the Internet. Go to AmericanFreedomNews.us and find out for yourself. That's AmericanFreedomNews.us. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. But we should never be afraid to die That's right, people. We have got to unify in truth. DARPA's motto is knowledge is power. And that's why I'm reading you this article. I'm a little more than halfway through it. I'm 
astounded as fast as I, as quickly as I speak, that I am stumbling and not getting this out. But I'm trying to be very clear so that you could put it on in the car, put it on for a family member that has never heard of this, just doesn't understand it. If you, I'll give you the www. Actually, I'll get Sam to put it up on the website. Pull the article. It has got hot links for everything. This is all from the government, all from uh, the peer-reviewed medical journals. So none of this is debatable. This is what they did. This is what they do with your money. And this should all sound very familiar as you you recount what's happening now with what I'm reading to you. It's because th- what's happening now is part of this. This is a precursor. This is Anthony Fauci in the 80s with AIDS. Anthony Fauci's still there, only he's moved on. He's added more. Yeah, because he loves you so much. So keep listening to him. You know, don't call for him to be put in a cage waiting his trial for mass murder because that's what's going on. And I want you to understand all these people that you keep giving your tax dollars to, you keep doing what they say, you keep giving them access to your children. I don't care if it's your local teacher. Your local teacher isn't God, and it's not you. They know what they've been taught. When I was a drug rep, I knew what I was taught, and that's what I repeated to my doctors. It didn't mean that I was bad or that I wanted to hurt anybody, but I did a lot of damage because I was good at my job. We're going to go back to this paper now. So we just were reading about trying to blame AIDS on a monkey. Okay, next paragraph. A professor at the University of Arkansas made the claim that while studying the tissues of a dead chimpanzee, she found traces of HIV. This chimpanzee she had, test, uh, she had tested was born in the United States 23 years earlier. It had lived its entire le- life on a U.S. military laboratory where it was used in this, as an experimental animal in the development of these diseases. When it died, its body was shipped to a storage place where it was deep frozen and stored in case they wanted to analyze it later. Then they decided they didn't have enough space for it. So they asked, And this is a quote, anybody want a dead chimpanzee? And the researcher from Arkansas said, yes, send it down to the University of Arkansas. We're happy to get anything we can get. So they shipped it down, and she found HIV in it. That that virus was acquired by that chimpanzee in the laboratory where it was tested. Next paragraph, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome and myologic encephalomyelitis. Sorry. Chronic fatigue syndrome is more accurately called myologic encephalomyelitis. The chronic, syndro- uh, chronic fatigue syndrome nomenclature was given to, by the U.S. National Institutes of Health because it wanted to downgrade and belittle the disease. An MRI scan of the brain of a teenage girl with chronic fatigue syndrome displayed many scars or punctate lesions in the left frontal lobe area where portions of the brain had literally dissolved and been replaced with scar tissue. The cause, this caused cognitive impairment, memory impairment, and what was the cause of the scarring? The mycoplasma. So here is a very concrete physical evidence of these, tragi- of these tragic diseases, even though doctors continue to say that they don't know where it comes from or they don't know what they can do about it. Many people with chronic fatigue syndrome and myologic encephalomyelitis and fibromyalgia who apply to Canada Pensions Plan Review Tribunal will be turned down because they cannot prove that they are ill. 
1999, I conducted several appeals to the Canada Pensions and Workers' Compensation Board, which now the Workplace Safety and Insurance Board, on behalf of the people who had been turned down. I provided documented evidence of these illnesses, and these people were all granted their pensions on the basis of the evidence that I provided. In March of 1999, for example, I appealed to the WCB on behalf of a lady with fibromyalgia who had been denied her pension back in 1993. The vice chairman of the board came to Sudbury to hear the appeal, and I showed him a number of documents which proved that this lady was physically ill with fibromyalgia. It, it is a disease caused, that caused physical damage, and the disease agent was a mycoplasma. The guy listened for three hours, and then he said to me, Mr. Scott, how is it that I have never heard any of this before? And I said, we brought a top authority in this area to Sudbury to speak on this subject, and not a single solitary doctor came to the presentation. Next section, uh, testing for mycoplasma in your body, polymerase chain reaction test. Information is not generally available about this disease agent. First of all, the mycoplasma is a minutely small disease agent. A hundred years ago, certain medical theoreticians conceived that there must be a form or disease agent smaller than a bacteria or a virus. This pathogen, this pathogenic organism, the mycoplasma, is so minute that a normal blood test and tissues tests will not reveal its presence as the source of the disease. Your doctor may diagnose you with Alzheimer's disease, and he will say, golly, we don't know where this Alzheimer's comes from. All we know is your brain begins to deteriorate, your cells begin to rupture, and your myelin sheath around your nerves dissolves, and so on. Or if you have chronic fatigue syndrome, your doctor will not be able to tell, find any cause for your illness with ordinary blood t or tissue tests. This mycoplasma couldn't be detected until about 30 years ago when the polymerase chain reaction was developed. Hello, Carrie Mullis, I'll throw that in. In, the, in which a sample of your blood is examined and damaged particles are removed and subjected to a polymerase chain reaction. This causes the DNA in the particles to break down. The particles are then placed in a nutrient which causes the DNA to grow back in its original form. If enough of the substance is produced, the form can be recognized. So it can be determined whether brucella or another kind of disease agent is behind that particular mycoplasma. Now we go to the blood test. If anybody in your family has myologic encephalomyelitis, fibromyalgia, or multiple sclerosis or Alzheimer's, and uh, you can send a blood sample to Dr. Les Simpson in New Zealand for testing. If you are ill with these diseases, and mind you folks, this paper is from 2001. You do have labs in America that you can get PCR testing. Um, okay, back to this. If you are ill with these diseases, your red blood cells will not be normal donut-shaped blood cells capable of being compressed and squeezed through capillaries, but will be swelled up like a cherry-filled donuts, which cannot be compressed. It's the blood cells become enlarged and distended because the only way the mycoplasma can exist is by uptaking preformed sterols from the host cell. One of the best sources of preformed sterols is cholesterol, and cholesterol is what gives your blood cells flexibility. 
It's the cell coating. It's the cell wall for every cell in your body. So if it sucks up the cholesterol from the cell, you lose your flexibility. It, it, it gets hard. So it stays round and it can't get into the blood vessel. I just added that. Okay. If the cholesterol is taken out by the mycoplasma, the red blood cell swells up and doesn't go through. The person begins to feel ill, all the aches and pains and damage it causes to the brain and heart and stomach and feet and the whole body because blood and oxygen are cut off because that blood cell cannot carry squeeze into the capillary carrying the oxygen and exchange it for the carbon dioxide. Okay, next paragraph. And this and that is why people with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome have such a terrible time. When the blood is cut off from the brain, punctate lesions appear because those parts of the brain die. The mycoplasma will get into the portions of the heart muscle, especially the left ventricle, and those cells will die. Can you say myocarditis and fibromyalgia? When you get an antigen complex forming with this lovely in there. Anyway, uh, that I just added that. Sorry. I'm going back to the paper. Certain people have cells in the lateral ventricles of the brain and have a genetic predisposition to admit mycoplasma. And this causes the lateral ventricles to deteriorate and die. This leads to multiple sclerosis, which, uh, which will progress until these people are totally disabled. Frequently... They die prematurely. The mycoplasma will get into the lower bowel, parts of which will die, causing colitis. All of these diseases are caused by the degenerating properties of the mycoplasma. In early 2000, a gentleman in Sudbury phoned me and told me that he had fibromyalgia. He had applied for a pension and was turned down because his doctor said that it was all in his head and there was no external evidence. I gave him the proper form and a vial and he sent his blood to Dr. Simpson to be tested. He did this with the family doctor's approval, and the results from Dr. Simpson showed that only 4% of his red blood cells were functioning normally and carrying the appropriate amount of oxygen to his poor body, whereas 83% were distended, enlarged, and hardened and wouldn't go through the capillaries without an awful lot of pressure and trouble. This is the physical evidence of the damage that is done. Next, ECG testing. You can ask your doctor to give you a 24-hour Holter electrocardiogram. You know, of course, that an electrocardiogram is to measure your heartbeat and show what's going on in the right ventricle and the left ventricle and so on. Tests show that 100% of patients with chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia have an irregular heartbeat. At various periods during a 24-hour the 24 hours, the heart, instead of working happily away, going ba-bump, ba-bump, every now and again goes ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. The T wave, uh, the waves are called P, Q, R, S, and T. The T wave is normally a peak, and then the wave levels off and starts with the P wave again. In chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia patients, the T wave flattens off or actually inverts. That means the blood in the left ventricle is not being squeezed up through the aorta and around the body. My client from Sudbury had this test done, and lo and behold, the results stated the shape of the T and S, the uh, T suggests the left ventricle strain pattern, although voltage and so on is normal. The doctor had no choice, uh, no clue as to why the T wave was not working properly. I analyzed the report for this patient 
who turned out who was turned down by Canada Pensions and sent it back to them. They wrote back saying, it looks like we may have made a mistake. We are going to give you a hearing, and you can explain this to us in more detail. So it is not all in your imagination. There's actual physical damage to your heart. The left ventricle muscle is now, uh, muscles do show scarring. That is the way many people are diagnosed with a heart condition when they first develop fibromyalgia. But it's only one of several problems caused by the mycoplasma that can do all kinds of damage. Next test, blood volume test. You can also ask your doctor for a blood volume test. Every human being requires a certain amount of blood per pound of body weight. And it has been observed that people with fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, syndrome, multiple sclerosis, and other illnesses do not have the normal blood volume that their body needs to function properly. Doctors aren't normally aware of this, uh, are not normally aware of this. This test measures the amount of blood in the human body by taking out five cc's, putting a tracer in it, and then putting it back into the body. One hour later, take out five cc's again and look for the tracer. The thicker the blood and the lower the blood volume, the more tracer you will find. The, the analysis of one of my clients stated, this patient was referred for red cell mass study. The red cell volume is 16.9 milliliters per kilogram of body weight. The normal range is 25 to 35 milliliters per kilogram. This guy has 36% less blood in his body than the body needs to function. And the doctor didn't hadn't even known that this test existed. If you lost 36% of, of your blood in an accident, do you think your doctor would tell you that you're all right and you should just take a take up line dancing and get over it? <laughs> they would rush you to the nearest hospital and start transfusing you with blood. These tragic people with these awful diseases are functioning anywhere from 7 to 50% with less blood than their body needs to function. And then last section, undoing the damage. The body undoes the damage itself. The scarring in the brain of people with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia will be repaired. There is cellular repair going on all the time, but the mycoplasma has moved on to the next cell. In the early stages of disease, doxycycline may reverse this disease process. It is now one of, it is one of the tetracycline antibiotics, but it is not bactericidal. It is bacteriostatic. It stops the growth of the mycoplasma. And if the mycoplasma growth can be stopped for long enough, then the immune system takes over. Doxycycline is the treatment discussed in this paper uh, by mycoplasma expert Professor Garth Nicholson, Ph.D., from the Institute of Molecular Medicine. Dr. Nicholson is involved in a U.S. $8 million mycoplasma research program funded by the U.S. military and headed by Dr. Charles Engel of the National Institutes of Health. The program is studying Gulf War veterans, 450 of them, because there's evidence that the Gulf War syndrome is another illness or set of illnesses caused by mycoplasma. Okay, so that's the end of this paper. There's another you know, page and a half of uh, the footnotes. All of this is documented. You have um, hot links if you go look at it online. I'm just going to say the name of the HTTP. It's http colon forward slash forward slash www dot whale w-h-a-l-e dot t-o forward slash m is in mary forward slash scott 
with two T's, and the number seven, dot HTML. So one more time, HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.whale.to forward slash M is in Mary forward slash Scott, S-C-O-T-T, and the number seven dot HTML. This paper can be pulled up with all of the information that goes along with it. The reason that I bring this up is because if we don't address the bioweapons attack on our population, none of the rest of it matters. It won't matter about voting for Trump in 2024 because there won't be any elections in 2024. Ask the American Indians how well they did once all those white men got in here. Once they started sending them west for the gold, go get it. And those men, there you go, men, families, here they come. They're doing the same thing to us with all these brown people from everywhere in the world. You notice they don't let white farmers from South Africa in who are being persecuted, who are being attacked. But if you're a brown skin with no skill set, you can come in. Matter of fact, you can come in and you can get, uh, let me see, for children hiring 800 teachers. Farron talked about this today. Another show, you should not be working. Farron in the morning, 9 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. Oh, my goodness. I mean, just if you listen to the first hour, it's news that you don't hear. It's nice for somebody to assemble it for you. Um, anyway, he was talking about 800 teachers and staff to be hired, five-year lease, 100-acre campus from the American Hebrew Academy, which is closed now in Greensboro, Arkansas, and they're bringing in illegal alien children. So your children, they aren't going to a private school. That school was $42,000 a year. Your children going there? Your children got milk? Got milk for your babies? Because the babies at the border got milk. They're getting milk. Your milk. And that's what I mean. The, the, don't let them make you angry and want to fight someone. Listen to Chris Switzer's show from today. And what you'll see is this is the same plan. They do it over and over. There is literally nothing new under the sun. And because, again, from the Bible, men's hearts are desperately wicked. That's just how we come. That's how, that's how it happens. Now, we can tame that in us by respecting the truth. That's all Christ is. He is the truth. He is the way to live. Not the broad way, all the ways that men think are right. Each man will do what's right in his own mind. Just because you think it, tranny story time, Heather has two mommies, Desmond is amazing. Just because you think it doesn't mean it's right or true or constructive or beneficial. And this is the difference. If you live, you can't live evil. If you're evil, you die. Live, L-I-V-E, evil, E-V-I-L. Everything that this government of men is telling you to do destroys you destroys your family, destroys your economics, destroys your education, destroys everything, your health, everything. The way to win is not to participate. Come out of her, my people, and be ye separate. There's nobody to fight. I don't worry about tranny story time for my 14-year-old son. He's not in school. I don't worry about my daughters getting raped in the bathroom by a boy who's wearing a dress and decided he's a girl. Because my children aren't in those institutions. They're not available to be damaged. And so if we stop participating by making ourselves available to them, by giving them tax dollars, by shopping in their stores, 
by letting them have access to our children, by giving them the fruit of our labor before we even see it. That's what it is when you're taxed, before your money comes to you, somebody's in your paycheck. That's your labor. That's what money is. We don't need these dollars. And if you notice, India and Russia don't need them either. China doesn't need them. They're trading goods for goods and settling the balance in currencies that they're backing with gold. Russia is backing their currency with gold. China's been piling in the gold. And what are we doing? Well, we're giving away whatever little reserves we have left. Biden's in there. Poopy Pants is in there. Just throwing away anything that's left. Meantime, you've got email and tape recordings of he and Hunter talking about the oil deal. They're selling your reserve oil that's going to keep your nuclear power plants from shutting down, that's going to power us through a war. No, no, no. Let's give it all to China. So Joe Biden's son, Hunter, can get paid and give him a cut. And this is what I'm talking about. I, I just, I can't get excited about, you know, Donald Trump is going to run. So what? What did he do for his last time? And granted, things were better. I liked the $2 gas. But Hillary Clinton, he didn't lock her up. Nobody got in trouble for all the criminal activity that they're doing. The fish rots from the head down. If you can run the State Department, pay for play, if you can go over there and kill Muammar Gaddafi, shove a rifle in his butt, and steal all the gold. Damn! And nothing happens to you? Everybody's so scared? That's why I'm telling you, all these people, all these government workers that you're counting on to stand up and tell the truth and, and set you free, they're threatening their children. They're killing them. See Shinzo Abe? Bye-bye. You see Boris, he stepped down. In England, oh, I'll just quit. Yep, I'll just quit. Don't put me in jail. Don't kill me. You see how this works? So there's nothing coming. And if, if you listen to Chris Switzer's show, it's very important because this will all make sense to you. If you didn't have the system in place whereby all of the resources were deposited into one place, that so if you got control of those resources, you ran the place. That's not what this country was supposed to be. If you look at Article 1, Section 8, and Section 9, it tells you the responsibility of government. We're not even supposed to have a standing army let alone have it distributed overseas where we steal and rob the, the people of those nations to give the resources to the global bankers. We should never have tolerated this. But again, when things are moved so far away from you, you just feel either helpless to do anything about it or, frankly, you know, we're all stoned and watching Netflix. We just don't want to get up and do anything. We're the American ignorant uh, arrogant, ignorant, selfish American, the ugly American. And so the natural co cause, the natural course of action is we will be eliminated. That's simply how it's going to be. If we won't stand up uh, and do what the Bible says, if my people, he didn't say if everybody, he said if my people who are called by my name will repent and return to me, I will heal their land. And your land, by the way, is your body. We are each. They say, oh, no man is an island. Oh, no, honey. Every man is an island. I came here by myself. I'll leave this place by myself. And I'll face the judgment by myself. This life is not a group project. And huddling close to other ignorant Americans is not going to save you. 
You're going to watch your families, your friends, people you care about die. I've lost people in this COVID thing. None of it was necessary. But I still call the local radio station every day for two and a half years telling them what it was, where they could tune in to get information about it. And as annoyed as they are, the consequences for the people who listened, a lot of people saved their lives. They call and they comment. So here we go. Oh, Lord. And we are coming into the end of the show. Wow. Well, that was something. I thank you so much for your time. I hope this was encouraging. We have the opportunity to make the best of things, but we can't do it without the information that we need. Please look this up. Pass it on to your friends and family. Let's start taking it to sheriffs, state attorney generals, your local state representatives. These are people you can reach and get to. Put the evidence in front of them. Let's force the issue. Um, Send money, $10 a month. You can do it. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Revelation Revolution, and we'll see you next week. You know that nothing beats a storable food stockpile for readiness, but there are two problems with storable food. It's expensive, and eventually it runs out. Then what? What happens to you or your family when there's not enough food to go around? In a true survival scenario, you need a renewable food source. That's why Seed Armory has developed a survival-grade seed vault that can produce over $25,000 worth of crops from just one kit. Unlike other seed vaults, we don't inflate our seed counts with fillers. All our seeds are 100% heirloom and non-GMO. Not a green thumb? Don't worry. We've written an easy-to-follow guide to guarantee your success from planting to harvest. For a limited time, we're offering an additional 10% off your order when you enter the code RBN at checkout. Go to SeedArmory.com. That's SeedArmory.com. Don't wait. Like everything else, seeds are in short supply. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.